We've got some hey, fresh I'm new Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening you to the Content is Profit podcast. And we spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn how to turn that content into profit, just go to contentsprofit.com. There's a surprise in there for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go check it out right now. Or maybe after this episode, because it's about to be epic in here. I mean, if, today, you can, if you can multitask, that definitely. Yeah, that could help just, too. Just saying, yeah. But today we're going to be talking all about the power of mm. building your own platform. Oh, it's so going to show you how a platform can create some really cool opportunities for yourself. Fancy, do we have a sponsor today? Indeed, we do. Thank you so much yeah. for asking. You're welcome. Today's sponsor is your own, The Biz Bros with Let's Content go. Momentum. And you might be asking yourself, what is Content Momentum? Well, if you produce a long-form piece of content just like this podcast that you're listening to or watching and you want to turn it into value-packed bite-sized assets so you can maximize your efforts and impact more people, amplify your contribution instead of just making noise, That's right, guys. then That's right. we want to help you out. Please slide in the DMs at Beast Bros Co. on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on TikTok, you name it. We're, we're there. Anywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Go, go, slide. Have fun with us and uh don't forget to subscribe hit smash that subscribe button so you know when those episodes are dropping on your phone every tuesday thursday and saturday and follow us on social media everywhere at biz that is right and guys if you find today's conversation impactful and you know of somebody that can benefit from listening to it please all we ask is for you to share it share it with them help them move one step forward towards their goal and please leave a five-star review while you're doing that. Thank you so much. Today, we have an incredible, cool guest. We actually came across her while we were doing some good old prospecting. We were looking across Gary V's when all of a sudden, boom, we saw today's guest. What, why do you, it says Gary Vaynerchuk's. Why did you cut it short? Because you gotta, you gotta that put was the, such the, a long word you gotta put for the, me to read. The, the pizzazz in there. But it's wow. not about Gary today. Wow. Today is about our guest. I immediately had this feeling. It was telling me, reach out, Fonsi. Her name sounds Venezuelan. Guys, trust your intuition. Today's guest is an incredible Venezuelan entrepreneur that leveraged her platform to build her own path into incredible companies. She's the host of the Yacht Femme podcast. She has she has even designed a yacht. Oh, yeah. I had to read that twice. Yeah. How epic is that? She has traveled to over 41 countries and worked for one of Gary Vee's brands, Viner Speakers. She now works with renowned entrepreneur Jim McKinley. Hold on. Jim. <laughs> you can pronounce Jim, it. Come on. I know. Jim G. McLeavy. McLeavy. Oh, my gosh. I always... May, maybe our guest maybe today our can guest, help us yes. out how to pronounce better and that name. And a new tech star, by the way, big-time entrepreneur, just saying. Yes. Mm. He is, if I'm not mistaken, the founder mm. of Square. Ooh. I hope... Oh, I hope yeah, you're right. Square. Yes. yes. Our guest is saying yes, yes behind the scenes. Right. We got yes. it right. So, pretty epic stuff. Mm. Please welcome host of the Yacht Femme, incredible entrepreneur, and the Yacht Queen herself, Andrea Tagliaferro! Hey guys, thank you so much for having me on today. That was pretty epic. I think I have to step up my intro guest on my own platform. That was awesome. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you. We, we just like to have fun with it, to be honest. Yes, the, the real question here is, did we pronounce that name correctly? 
So it's Jim McKelvey, McKelvey. Uh, founder of co-founder of Square. His other partner is actually the founder of Twitter. So pretty high. Look at that. Yeah, you, you, you. I think you're hanging out around the right people, Andrea. But you know, today's is not about them. Like. Yes, they can be cool, but you are cooler, Andrea. And this is <laughs> to highlight you and highlight your path because we connected a few weeks ago and you told me all about your story and my mind went like this, kapush. I was so surprised with your path and how you changed, adapted, created your own opportunities. So I would yeah. love for you to share a little bit of your background so people know what we're talking about here. Well, thank you so much. Um, I actually am very uh, amazed with what you guys have done. Like, it's super professional from the graphic design. I, I was even telling today, I was like, it looks Venezuelan, and has so much soul. It's it just so well done and put together. But um, going back to me, I just say it's architect turn yacht designer, turn uh, marketing, turn. So I started in Venezuela as an architect, moved here because I think a lot of people are familiar with the Venezuelan story, how we all like migrated and we're all now taking over the world pretty much. <laughs> From there, I realized that the way of the world to tell you to communicate was now tell you stories. And uh, I did not know what that actually meant. How did you formulate your stories? And that took me to social media, becoming a digital expert. Then I had to tell a story. And one influencer that I listened to, that it's a travel blogger said, yeah, great. You want to start talking? Well, you have to go do something and then be able to talk about it. Yes. So if you want to be a travel blogger, go travel. So I was like, you know what? I did. In a year, I traveled every month to a place that was different. Um, that meant wow. outside of the country, within the country. So after I was like, yes, travel blogger, I <laughs> decided to also be part of a yacht building. So I was able to design a yacht, not solely with, I was part of the team. I'm not taking full credit about it, even though they're not here, so I could. <laughs> um, <laughs> after that, I realized that the same way you guys found me, I found as well gave Gary Vaynerchuk. And when I moved to the New York to New York from Florida, I said, if I could work anywhere, where could I work? And I applied and worked as a marketing director for one of his companies that's called Vayner Speakers. And from there, now I'm a senior marketing manager at Invisibly. I am insanely happy because it's a tech company. I was really dying to get into that industry and see what it's all about. It's all over the news. It takes over our lives. So now I'm like, feel I'm like in the midst of innovation on a daily basis. So I think that's pretty much it. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I want to put on. this out there for, for those that are listening. Yeah, we go. And we, we got to celebrate this, this story, this yeah. journey. You broke down this story extremely well. And, and I know, you know, just by the fact that you mentioned that, you know, it was partial credit about the yacht designing and all the stuff. We can tell you're very humble. But Andrea, this is a moment for you <laughs> to, you know, be, be loud. Bragging, it's, bragging it's, time. Yeah, bragging time. It's totally okay. But, you know, I want to point out something in here, right? And that, it was that transition from your career to if I... If I'm going to get another job, where is it, right? And chasing that opportunity, but also something highlight the fact that you managed to obtain that opportunity because of the work that you put in before with your own personal brand, right? Exactly. So when I was doing yacht design, a lot of people would feel like, oh, my God, the best thing. Actually, um, I was working a nine to five, working for someone else, building the yacht. 
And I realized that at 6 p.m. my brain would shut down. It would be done. And at the beginning, I was like super like, oh my God, I'm done by six, look at me. And then after like a couple of weeks, I started actually feel very guilty that I wasn't meeting my full potential. Mm -hmm. And we had this amazing search of Venezuelans influencers from Sasha Barbosa, um, yes. with Sasha Fitness, La Vida Organica, Lorentas. By the way, we all graduated in the same class back in, Mar in our same school, back home in Maracaibo. Uh, so having those examples so hit so close to home, I was like, I can do more, I can do more. And that's when I started with the comfort and the stability of that nine to five to what do I do in the hours after? And that's when I started to teach myself digital marketing, but you don't learn as much unless you put things into practice. Yeah, so that's why I was yeah. like, okay, I want to tell people how to create a brand. Therefore I have to create a brand. What is the mm -hmm. brand? Well, I'm in yawning. Let's talk about yachts. Let's talk about women. So I was like, yeah, but we have to find our niche. So I was just taking everything you saw out there, applying yeah. it to myself and actually putting my heart behind it, not just as a, testing project because yep. I needed to live through the whole thing and the momentum kept moving around and everybody started knowing the brand. I was being recognized like this luxury and this iconic thing now in the yachting industry. Like someone was disrupting the equality side of yachting because it's a very male dominated industry and yeah. there came the same. There were no social media influencers that were women. So this whole thing was like, it's happening in all the other industries, but just not in yachting. And through that, it became like, okay, we have this amount of reach on social media, but what if we had a long format? Let's do podcasts. What if we had this? Let's do that. And then little by little, you started teaching and I really enjoy uh, the previous episodes that you guys launched. That is an <laughs> entrepreneur. It's about action, not only uh, studying. So it was just like, I would learn this. Let's put it into action. This, let's put it into action. Yeah. yeah. And just try to submerge yourself in conversations where you're always asking and taking notes like, oh, what did that mean? Let me do better about later on Google yeah. so I can apply it. Yeah. Wow. That, that is so important, right? And actually, we were talking about it. We were to a workshop this past weekend, and we were talking about that process of coming out with new ideas, creating ideas and testing them out in the market. And you just explained it pretty well, right? It's actually very simple. It's about taking action right what is the feedback that i'm receiving what is my own feedback to myself and then reiterate right like go back work on that idea again make it better and is is that that cycle but sometimes i don't know why but for us entrepreneurs sometimes we just get caught up in that shiny object syndrome right the sos we're like oh help help and it's just like <laughs> let me consume all this information when the only way to actually help yourself is to take action yeah So um, on that, there were two things that I, I really had to, uh, I think with many of us, I'm hoping I'm not completely alone, had to struggle as, I don't know if entrepreneurs, but definitely doing something on your own as a small business owner or just being alone, yeah. um, is all of these ideas are great. They're coming in. So you're like, awesome. I have, I'm so creative. Look at so much stuff. So then I want to do everything. But the reality is if you didn't set out your goals that it just like by, End of year, in five years, I want my company to stand for these three items. So every new idea that doesn't meet those three items is actually taking time away from you and pushing you further from your goal. Therefore, mm. that's awesome, great. You put it in a list for like, whenever you're bored and you finished and you accomplished everything, let me go back to actually how yeah. to create an icon for my website on the tab, like the fabric on something that just like, will that get me 
closer to having a sponsor on my podcast. Not really. So mm. maybe I should focus on something else. Yeah. That was one of the main things. And the other thing, I don't know if it's coming from architecture, perfection. I've learned a lot from TED Talks that, okay, architects are always trying to be perfect, uh, do everything the best way possible, and you're always trying to improve yourself. Yeah. And the other one is women. Uh, this is a statistic that we don't reach out and we don't say we're done with a task until it's completely fully. So sometimes you could be done with something at 60% and move on to the next step instead of perfecting, perfecting something. Yeah. Losing time, therefore losing profit. Yes. The content is not now profitable <laughs> because you wasted so much time at it. So um, a big learning for me was like not everything doesn't have to be perfect yeah. and be able to stay focused on your main goal. And the other ones are like, nice noise. It's great. I will learn that someday. <laughs> yeah. I will learn German someday. Does it have to be this month? No, it doesn't. Yeah. So I, we, we are relating to I, such I, a deep level right yeah. now. And I'm sure my brother is going to dig into this story yeah, right I, now. I, Andrea, I think you are like in our heads, right? <laughs> and there's, you know, as, as you were sharing your story, there's a couple things you that were, I uh, You were talking in your sleep yesterday. Louis told me everything. So. <laughs> Don't tell her. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it's incredible because... Um, I, I mean, you read my mind. I was about to ask you about the architect background, right? And we and we can dive into into that and how it applies moving forward, like your previous careers of like if if we can grab some tools because in the entrepreneurial journey we see a lot of people that might be uh, executing on a field, but they they might not be happy with you know their lifestyle or the process or the solution that they're working on, and then they implement that what they've learned into their new scenario. But before that. Um, I wanna I wanna highlight a term that we usually uh, say in the show, cara tabla, table face, hashtag table face. And okay. Yes. So here's 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 the framework on it. You and, and how you probably applied it, right? So if I could work anywhere, right? Like that was a question that you asked yourself. And in this I wanna, you know, relate it to the audience on the entrepreneurial side, right? If I can work with anyone, if I could produce for somebody else, right? What would I do? Where would I go? And sometimes it can be really challenging because we might feel that we're under that one person that we can reach out and have a really cool conversation with and give solutions to that person. So in your case, how you did it, and then you literally applied the table face concept and went out and got that opportunity, right? We're like, hey, let's get out, you know, let's reach for that opportunity and create that opportunity. So I want to just highlight that. that that's been something that was born out of our Venezuelan blood. You know, the second I said it, you were like, oh my God, how how is he applying that, right? How is he doing that? But it was very similar to something that we did with, you know, for example, or we adore Marley Jack. She's in the YouTube space and she was creating this event um, for her VIPs and we reached me that hey marley we want to be part of your event we want to talk to your audience and she's like oh as a matter of fact we're actually looking for a speaker for our vips do you guys want to do it and we're like absolutely right so sometimes right we let opportunities pass because we might not be brave enough to go and ask for really yeah. what we want in a very respectful the, way the proactiveness exactly so i want to highlight that of you and i think that's a trait that you've shown throughout your career to go and reach and find those opportunities, right? In many, which we'll probably see in many cases. Um, I also want to highlight, you said, what if? What if we apply this? What if we take action? What if we do this? And I relate so much because that was the same approach that we did with our show when we first started. COVID hit and our business took a very big hit because we're helping a lot of local businesses. And we're like, well, what if we produce a show? What if we do it live? What if we actually start doing some other stuff? What if, and, and with that mentality, we started executing, right? 
to, to your point of 60% and then get it better afterward. But it was like we were executing to a point that we were consistent day in, day out. So I just want to grab and distill those ideas and your lessons that throughout your story you've implemented. And I think everybody else uh, on, on the audience or listening right now can apply on a consistent basis. It's like, what is my framework on applying these things, you know? So I, I, I loved it. Thank you so much for, for obviously sharing your story. And uh, now you know what table fa face means in the content world. <laughs> You know? oh, well, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, well, I wanted to go and uh, go back to those two points, which, by the way, thank you so much for recognizing. <laughs> one was the architectural one, and the other one was pretty much just going for it. First of all, identifying what you want and then actually going for it. So architecture helped me a lot. This actually came up in my interview to get into VaynerMedia with Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm -hmm. What does an architect have anything to do with uh, content creation? They didn't word it like that. I'm just, you know, yeah. adding a little into it. But I told them, well, the reality is we've been telling stories in architecture and creative for the longest time. I just was packaging it in and creating a result for a different scale. Right now it was 3D, it was space, but we're still carrying out an emotion that people feel when they're within a space. Now graphic designers do it in 2D. Everything is like, not only what world you're in, space, 2D and this and that, and it's just like, but how big is the space? How long do I have it in a movie? Is it uh, 10 seconds? Is it a long format? So. Again, it's telling stories all the time. It's just now uh, a different medium. That's it. You go from the movie now, from the podcast to audio, and now we'll probably all be in Clubhouse. <laughs> um, um, and uh, the other one of like diving in and just really going for it. I again, it was really hard to identify what you wanted to go for because sometimes we'll spend all our lives. What is the meaning of life and stuff? And then we end up not doing anything, and that really scared me. Though. Yeah being at your deathbed and someone saying what do you regret and then pulling out the list well then i couldn't decide between going to machu picchu or going to the <laughs> egyptian pyramids therefore i didn't either so no i i became very scientific method of finding everything that i wanted and i am all about spreadsheets and then it became of a this is viable in a week in two weeks this takes me a year to do this will take it's only me that needs to create this task. No, I need to actually recruit five more people. I don't have five more people. So with those, like, um, do you meet all the requirements to, to, to tackle this or not? It filtered things without me actually having to think or emotionally be attached to, oh, but I really wanted to do it, but you can't, done. Yeah. So with that checklist format and really going forward, forward to someone is, really putting yourself in the position of having those conversations. You wanted to have that relationship with that person that you mentioned. Why don't we start a conversation? Why do I prove myself? Yeah. I call that the digital, uh, what is it? Door-to-door -door salesman. And I actually <laughs> actively do that on social media where if I really want to talk to Louise, okay, who does Louise engage in, for example, on LinkedIn? Who does on LinkedIn engage with him? So I start talking to everybody in his community. The moment Louise talks to me, everybody's been talking about me from his personal friends so i already like laid the groundwork for us having a wonderful collaborative interaction yeah. um so that's I, sort of what i, I, did I love that i oh this is so good it's like you're in our heads and you're, you're saying <laughs> okay so and, and this is the power of relationship building, right? Uh, and uh, let me ask you, like, where did you learn this? Because uh, like for us, the platform 
this platform has allowed us to develop these relationships as well with people that we could potentially help. They can help us, right? And it's this syner- synergy that happens with the people that, that we've been able to bring into the show or into our world, right? And it's all perceived uh, as very high value for the guests and for us as well. So what's this strategic relationship building framework you know did it come to you did you learn it from somebody else right because i'm gonna give you a very boring answer and i'm I'm, i feel i'm terribly gonna disappoint you no Uh, tell me tell me more i i left that wonderful and exciting book of ideas we all have we already carried this little notebook that we like write in the margins boom this came to me and write it down which was great but every time i wanted to look for ideas First of all, I couldn't find them because it's not like something was highlighted with more priority than the other mm-hmm. one. Then um, I had to go back and be like, is this important or not? There was no organizational uh, stream, mainstream for my ideas and what I would execute. So the boring part is just I found a dynamic way, not only of a Google Sheet, but of a dynamic Google Sheet. And I use a lot of Airtable. Airtable has changed my life and I'm definitely not getting paid for this. <laughs> but um, it Uh, You're constantly changing. This is a priority, but this thing changed in the world. Therefore, it gets dropped down to a week later, three weeks later. So I go into the spreadsheet almost like on a daily basis to be like, Mm. I don't go to sleep thinking at 5 a.m. I'm going to do this. I do. And then 5 a.m. rolls around and I forget what the hell I'm supposed to do at 5 a.m. I can barely stay awake. Yeah. So go to the spreadsheet and be like, priority, priority. You know, okay, organize myself and then move forward because... It's the same thing with Mark Zuckerberg that wears the same t-shirts every day. So he takes part of the thinking out of the equation to yeah. actually stay focused on the main goal. Yeah. Um, so boring. Ba- no, no. By the way, no boring at all, because like this is a topic that comes out a lot, right? Especially n- we deal with a lot of people with their messages, with their content, staying consistent, especially now with the challenge that we have going on. Right. And and it comes down to, to the systems and processes that you put in place for yourself. Right. So it's it's impossible to execute at that high level like you're executing without the support of a solid framework. Yeah. And yesterday we were listening, and I know Fonsi, you're about to make a very smart <laughs> comment, but we were we were making we, we were I was listening to the podcast with George Bryant. He's been a guest on the show a couple of times, and he's talking about containers, right? And he's he's talking about your 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 containers in your life, on your work environment, within your work. What is the containers that I establish for the communication with my team, with the communication with my content, like where if it leaks, it leaks out, but it also leaks in. So creating those very solid systems that you put in place on a daily basis consistently to execute at that high level. So obviously, uh, go listen to the episode. Anybody that's listening, he dives deep into that, but it comes to that high-performing habits, right? And we need to change our mindset. We need to accept that we need to put those systems in place because I personally was a guy that would be like with the flow, Fonzie is a guy that normally goes with the flow. So we've, in our journey, we've had to learn that in order to operate on a very systematic, consistent basis with the objectives that we want to achieve, right? If they're this high, we want to, we need to evolve, we need to grow, we need to implement the system. So that's what I say, no boring at all, because the people that are listening to this show want to get there. So I think this is very useful and intelligent information. So thank you. I just wanted to say that. I want to relate what we're just talking about to the content scenario. Uh, this is something that we've been working on with the people that is in our 45 Live Challenge. And they're like, what am I going to say? You know, like sometimes I have to sit down and think, what is the topic I'm going to talk about? What is the story I'm going to talk about? Right. And yes, mm-hmm. I am a person that usually goes with the flow. 
but one of my most recent obsessions is organizing my ideas, organizing my stories. So when I have to create content, I guess stay consistent without having, you know, to sit down and think about it. So I have my process of when I see something extremely cool happen that I'm like, ooh, that has a lesson that I can relate to what we do, right? That is a great story. I go into my Evernote and I type a few bullet points in a document. So now when I have to create content, all I got to do is go back to that, check it out in there. And that's it. I have this story and I can say it in the next five minutes with, without having to, you know, spend 30 minutes crafting everything. And I think it's the same when it comes to business goals, right? Is what is my priority, right? And consistently keeping an eye on those. I am guilty of not consistently keeping an eye on my schedule sometimes, right? And I know that is one, that is actually one of my goals for this year <laughs> is become extremely disciplined on, on my calendar. Thank God. Um, but th those Thank are the you. things that are going to move you forward because in a day-to-day -day yeah. basis, I want people to think about it. How many times do I actually think about, oh, I need to do the favicon, like you were saying, Andrea, right? And then we go immediately and do, and do that <laughs> instead of having our list and say, nope, This is not a priority. I can actually outsource this to somebody else. Somebody can do it way faster than I can do it. I'm just going to put my efforts into knocking online doors so I can build these amazing relationships. I like that. I like that point a lot. Um, sometimes, and I'll say it again with, I don't know if Fabicon is the right one because I don't know if everybody knows that terminology, but let's say creating a label on your, uh, on your email. So every time some one emails you, it gets dumped in there. Very simple, right? Um, sometimes this may be simple. It may not really help the end game, even though this one was really important. Um, um, sometimes putting those tiny little tasks in the middle of your day, maybe only tackle three of the ones that don't get to the big picture, makes you feel so good because you finally finish one because sometimes <laughs> you're working on a project that takes like a year, a year to feel good about yourself. So you're just like... Let me do yeah. this one so someone gets really happy yeah. with me, gets me a little bit of a, an emotional positive boost that day so I can keep going. So I am definitely, I try to create a, a very clean system so I do know what needs to be done, but yeah. I do give myself flexibility because if I am my personal cheerleader and when you're an entrepreneur, mm. especially during COVID, you're completely closed in indoors. If you're not constantly finding those tiny little things you can reach, yeah. you will start feeling a little bit defeated. And with entrepreneurship, with something new, we have more failures than successes. So we need to like sprinkle those things in there yeah. to make us feel a little bit better. Um, mm. I really like your point about the containers. I will tell you this, uh, sneak peek, uh, David Rock is um, the personal filmer or the documents, everything that Gary does. Uh, you may know him as D Rock. Mm. So he said something. It wasn't the word container, but what he does do is he analyzed and thought of himself. Even if you are someone who's very organic, very spontaneous, you will start seeing, well, but I'm most spontaneous after 3 p.m. that I had my amazing meal. I had my weekly daily update with Luis and did something else, right? So now you know that from three to five, you should block it because that's the most creative you have. And maybe in the morning, you're so still like getting restless and still waking up. That's definitely not gonna be your more creative. Maybe that's when you do the, the mechanical work. I leave all mechanical work after 10 p.m. because my brain's mush. <laughs> I need to keep going, but nothing creative. And I, I learned that in architectural school. Yeah. People would go into these 3 a.m. vendors at 10 p.m., I was just doing like 
labeling this, replicate, <laughs> you know, duplicating lines that needed busy work that needed to be done, but yeah. I didn't need to be in my optimum thinking power to actually get things accomplished. So knowing yourself the best way when you actually can target things in the day will even make you even more effective and reach yeah. those goals. Ah, oh, so that, good. Yeah, that is so important. So do yeah. you have a sort of time management where you are reflecting on what you're doing and asking yourself, you know, multiple times a day or throughout the week, when am I the, the most creative, right? When I ha do I have this power? Because I feel like a lot of people, they can start thinking right now. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty good after 6 p.m. You know, I can do some stuff after 6 p.m. But they don't really know it for sure. They don't document this. But the thing is with me, it wasn't that hard to tell. It was like the next day, anything that happened after 10 p.m., you were literally throwing the garbage. So I didn't have to go through this like really self-analysis. It was like, it just does not work. Yeah. Right? So I did, I do that. And I did it one day that, look, I'm feeling very organizational today. Like, let me plan my life when everything is pretty in roses. So I go into Google Calendar and I have constant notifications to switch me into the right year because after you start a task, we all like going into the rabbit hole. It feels good to dive into the next YouTube, the next learning thing, and then you mm -hmm. did nothing. Yep. So I have these constant alerts all day telling me, come back, come yeah. back mm -hmm. and get back to, to ask to task. That's something I think really good when you have a partnership with someone else knows that, by the way, we need to finish this and pull <laughs> you in. But when you don't have that, you really should rely on yeah. so many pre programs out there they're already using but maybe you're not using them to help to you to get a little bit more structured yeah so I, that's I, what i would say yeah i love it yeah. and you know to bring it to the context of content right and content production and a lot of people are there right trying to figure out their message and try to figure out the, their consistency cadence right like how consistent do i need to be right or if they're increasing volume right what is that cadence that's gonna allow me to do that right so while figuring this out, this information that Andre is sharing with us today is so useful because you can start seeing patterns in your behaviors and your thought processes. So, you know, when we're creative, is that the moment to sit down and maybe, you know, figure out, you know, new concepts, right? Or like you mentioned at the very beginning, go create those stories, right? So for example, to me, that has been a goal lately with, with my personal life, with, with Katie, with my wife. We're like, okay, Every weekend, let's try to do something different. Even let's go to the park. Let's go play baseball. Let's go zip lining like we did before. Last weekend, we, uh, you know, we were on that workshop. It was the first time that we saw snow. We grabbed that information and then we're applying it to what we do on the content side of things. So identifying those indicators to boost the productivity, not only on the entrepreneurial world, but also on the stories, the marketing, the content that we are producing moving forward, I think is so, so, so important. And I think this is, I don't know if Fonsi want to add something there, but I think this is a great transition because I have a question since the moment we read, we read your headline. Um, can I? Go for can it. I, Go yes? for it. I'm, I'm are curious. You ready? That, that was a okay. great hook, by the way. That was a great hook. Ah, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, thank you. The audience is raving too. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. All right, Andrea, here's, here's the question. Let's go. Let's go. Oh man, you're gonna, say, you're gonna say the question. <laughs> um, we preach platform, right? Mm -hmm. Like we talk about platform all the time. Mm -hmm. I want to hear from you. What is your definition of a platform? And then mm -hmm. I would love to explore that because to us, it changed everything, and to a few of our clients, has changed everything too so i want to hear from you since you've been like in the middle of it you develop your own platform too what is your definition of platform and then how can people apply it uh in their entrepreneurial journey or content journey 
Um, I think I understand the question, if not, correct me. But <clears throat> creating your own platform, sometimes I actually had to define this for someone else. Is this a platform, a company, a nonprofit? So in all of them, it seemed like they were all same under that same umbrella platform. But it's so important to have your own personal brand, which is how I would actually phrase it. It's a little hard for me because this is actually the first interview I've had about myself. I get interviewed for the travel side, the yachting side, the marketing side. It's never been some that sums up all the platforms because I have three very distinctive ones. They don't overlap. They're very unique brands, so much so that, again, people sometimes don't know about the other ones when they're actually interacting with me. Mm -hmm. It's really important that you have somewhere that's constantly uh, tracking everything that you're creating. This was something that we didn't think of before personal life, before social media, before the cookies were following you all over the internet, right? Um, um, you would do something and then someone heard about it, it got lost in the wind and nobody saw it again. It's so important that you have that personal brand and keep tracking that anyone that finds you can go like, if I wanna learn more about her, where is this all information gathered? I did a very good job of that with dividing my platform so severely until uh, I think it was during the pandemic when I finally got that to the checklist being like, I finally have time to tackle <laughs> and creating a website that's called Andrea Taliaferro, mm. where there you can find, okay, this is, this is the portfolio. This is the brand she has interacted with all under one same roof. Yeah. Um, it just creates in this world validation. Sometimes if you don't have the, oh yeah, I started marketing, I don't know, USCLA or Harvard or this, or you... Like, I don't know if you are like me, an immigrant that went to a good school for architecture back home in Venezuela. Nobody knows what that means here. Yeah. yeah. But if you don't have that, now we have the power of personal brand that you can literally be like, but this is everything that I've done. That's how I got into Vayner Speakers. I don't have a media uh, background uh, of marketing, social media, digital, anything. So I got there by like, they use my personal brand during the interview, asking the questions, picking them from there. She might not have this as a black and white on her LinkedIn resume, but this is what she's doing with her personal brand. Yeah. Same thing happened with my company Invisibly. One of the main uh, reasons I was hired was because of the Yacht Fund podcast. Look, proof of concept, created a, a brand, knows how to keep it going, back to your point, understood what cadence means, went back to the, the uh, branding that you were talking about before. It was just like, yeah, I have so many ideas, but until I know if they fit with this specific brand, the reality is no one's going to chime into your show if you constantly are changing the format, the language, and what the hell I'm getting out of you every time I tune in. So I don't know if that answered your question. That, I think I was a little bit over the board. No, no, that, that was pretty good. I love, first, I love how you segmented, you, you mentioned how you segmented and you talk specifically to those people and those individual brands. But I love the fact that you said, you know, your own platform to validate people that are coming in. They're like, oh, like, yes, this person does X, Y, and C, right? And it builds status at the same time now because they, they've been seeing you take action, right? They can tell she's an architect, but look at everything she has done with her platform. She's an action taker. Like, that speaks louder than any words, right? Like, because you can be in an interview and you can be patting your back all, all interview long, be saying, like, yeah, I can do X, Y, C, I know how to use Photoshop, whatever. But if they cannot see it, right, it, it, it means nothing. And that is the value of the platform, too. And I, I want to add a little bit there, and we touched base on, on this before, but it, the 
the value of building those relationships with the platform as well. I think we love the sense of providing a place where everybody can win because we feel that when we have this platform, you are winning and that we are winning because now we're meeting you and the audience is winning because now they're listening to all your wisdom, right? So it's like, man, this is so cool. Be able to have a place where everybody is winning. And I remember we actually asked one of our really good friends. He's been in the podcast too a few times. His name is Pablo Gonzalez, actually another Venezuelan. And we, I, we asked him, Pablo, what do you, what do you believe is perfect content how would you define perfect content and it's funny because a lot of people would answer like oh it needs to have great engagement or you know like this metrics wise and the way he answered it was pretty much the answer that i just gave you he said hmm, for me perfect content is a piece of content that benefits every single person in there the listener the the person that created the content and if it's an interview the person on the other side of, of the interview as well And I was like, wow, that is so cool, right? Like, be able to create content like that, a platform like that, that is going to benefit everybody. Yeah. And then looking back at it, we were like, man, we actually haven't even found a downside to having a platform. Like, the biggest downside <laughs> oh, would be... The work. Exactly. The hard work. Exactly. You don't know how much, uh, how much does it take out of you to build this and then constantly, because you're not only... you. You hit that, you said that many times was a lot of people think, oh my God, she now has a podium to talk about herself. Look how amazing she is. No, I'm always thinking about you guys. If I'm not thinking about you and the receptor and the followers and how I can benefit your daily lives, you're not coming back. So how if you want to be selfish thinking about it or you want to be the other way, just thinking about you and the and the followers and the audience, um, In the end goal, that's how you actually became a successful and a piece of content. Like you're saying, it really, I actually think that you don't have a black and white answer for that because someone for a piece of content, it really, it's the objective. Is it about awareness? Is it about lead generation? Is it about a lot of people look at a page and go like, ah, oh, they're not successful. They only have a thousand followers. I got 10,000 followers. And I'll give you a basic, a great example, the travel blog. Uh, the Clever Traveler, which is my Instagram handle, has, I think, a thousand followers, 11,000 followers. <clears throat> Now, the Yachting page, which I'm terrible as I forget, we'll say it has over 3,000. I really don't remember how much it has, but let's say it has over 3,000. I get better results with the 3,000 one than with the 11,000 one because the 3,000 one, yeah. if I only get five people that answer a, a bad content, it was so targeted. The Uh, audience segmentation was done so well yep. that I get rewards instantly. And if I care about business, Yacht Dame is doing better. If I care about awareness and sharing my life and being more organic and spontaneous, the Clever Traveler is doing better. So it really depends yeah. on what are you trying to achieve with each piece of content. So it's not a really yeah. a black and white. And I'm saying that sure. for everybody that's like, I only have my grandparents and my I don't know, my best friends from Venezuela, they continue to follow me. But if you're just sharing your life and you're just using the tools to stay connected, you're doing amazingly. That yeah. is exactly what you wanted to achieve and you're achieving it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I love I love your answer. And there's a question that popped in my head. It's like, what is the framework of a platform, right? And as you were trying to explain it too, I was like, okay, you know, her answer is definitely not what I expected, which is fine, right? We love that. We love, we love that, right? And and this is the reason we love to connect with incredible people because they, they bring a new perspective, right? For me, the platform is 
our platform is our show, right? Like if you go mm. to bizbros.co today, you're going to see a sales letter that was written like five years ago. Horrible. Um, yeah. So definitely L don't go there. Lots um, of grammar mistakes. But it's fine. So what happens is, you know, we, we use content as our vehicle to develop relationships, to build awareness for the service that we offer, mm -hmm. uh, to create partnerships, strategic partners. There's a lot of objectives, right, with the show itself, right, that at this moment in time, we might not need that website, right? Because guess what? People that are focusing on that are going to be they're going to come into the conversation at a different stage that I don't want them to come into. Right. So what happens is because of the people that listen to the show and this, this has happened with the audience many, many times they come in, they listen to a few episodes, they start to understand exactly what we do. And then they come into the conversation already understanding what we do. So as we grow at the very beginning of our stage with the agency that helped us big time because he helped us target the conversations with the people that we could potentially serve the most. Talk, you know, talking about the guests and talking about the audience. Now, as we've been able to grow, now we're starting to look at that list that you were mentioning at the very beginning. Oh, well, now it's time to develop that side of things, right? Now it's time to develop that other side of things. So, for example, you know, when people ask us, well, guys, what do you guys do? All I simply say is, like, go to our social platforms and see the execution on the content that's happening there, right? And they're like, oh, I get it. You guys are everywhere. Yes. So we help you. And then we come in with a solution on like, we'll come in with a plugin team that can help you achieve something like that. If this is exactly what you want. Right. And then there's a, a conversation that happens. If like, if it's this really the, the system that we need to put in place for them, but they come in into the conversation in a place where I can help them the most possible. Right. As the company grows, as the platform grows, there's different points of entry, like we're seeing today with the 45 Live Challenge, which is people that might not have the resources to get there, but they want a solution to their immediate problem. So to me, that has been like a massive lesson also. Uh, so I love your perspective too, because you see platform in a very different way, but both of them serve the audience in a very specific way and is valuable 100%. So I, I do have a counter for that. Yes, oh. bring it and on. Before I forget, because I wrote this down. Um, um, one another amazing thing about having your own platform and Giselle Lorente, now Giselle Schneider from no, La Vida Organica, and now her name, told me one of the main things you want to have your own website or your own platform. Not really your own platform, because platform goes more in this conversation into like your own identity, your own branding, your personal branding. No, you want to have your own website. Why? Because you control what happens there. We have seen a lot of social media platforms come and go, change settings. We all went to this tragedy. Oh my God, Instagram is changed, uh, changing likes, but that's one of the metrics I use to get clients. So now one of my metrics has been thrown out the window because someone decided that that wasn't good enough. But on your website, you can control absolutely everything. So that's why you want to have it. If you don't have time to create your website, you are not familiar with building a website. Believe me, I knew none of it. It <laughs> takes a lot of time to familiarize with the words, to actually follow a blog and a beginner's act. Everything takes time. At least have your LinkedIn down right. If there is a section there that says, description, add everything in it. I'm available yeah. on Instagram, this, this, that. Name everything because at least yeah. on LinkedIn, you are looked at as a person and not one of your layers. Therefore, you can write, write there yeah. everything that you are involved in and it is one space for you. So that's one thing. Yeah. And going back to, okay, about your website, I learned one of the main things, I do understand what you're saying. You're talking about there's a marketing funnel. 
And then from Instagram people, they come into the marketing follow already to convert because mm -hmm. they actually know about us. They understand the message is super clear, but the people are coming from podcasts. They actually need to be in another part of my marketing funnel because they need to at least understand now how we do business. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about that audiences are have a different understanding of who you are. Therefore, they're in different parts of this marketing funnel. So what I have learned and what is a big, big practice or a best practice I have seen is you do have a main website. Like if I Google you, yeah, and there has everything. Yeah. But The link that you use on Instagram or podcast or anything else actually takes you to a subsection within that website that you cannot access unless you come from this social media platform that takes that person through the steps so they can catch up to, okay, now you are knowledgeable enough to come and see my rest of the website. They don't know that's why they went through that. Yeah. But that's why you're like, I'm preparing you to actually be part of the rest of the conversation. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. But so you, just so you know, I love it. we 100% agree with what you're saying. So I don't think it was a corner. I think it was like a super mega tri triple value add <laughs> to what's happening, right? And, and uh, yeah, I mean, the honest reason we don't have a website is because it's not on the top of priority of our checklist, right? We built that a while ago. And so far yep. we haven't had the need to have it. Although now, You're making me consider it <laughs> very much because it's, you moved it you, up like four steps yeah, on you, the list. You're controlling the narrative, yeah. right? And that is important. And when you were saying, you, you, you know, you control your message, your own personal brand, my mind actually immediately went to email marketing, right? We do actively try to collect people's emails, right? The audience emails in exchange for obviously something valuable, what we call the minimum viable content. Is it guys? So if you guys want to check it out, go to contentsprofit.com. But um, that, you know, that, that is very important because we can control the narrative there as well in the, in the email list. And you, you've heard all the time. It's like, you need to have an email list. Like everybody may, every marketer makes so much emphasis on that. In a segmented email list. Same thing yes. if you're talking about having different landing pages of the people that came from Instagram, Facebook, at the end can say, hey, by the way, if you want to be part of our 45.5. Yep. Yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> that's where that call to action would be. But in your main website, maybe that call to action comes in a second page or in a third page. But here, if the podcast or like, for example, damn, why are you not sponsoring this show? Click here. That would be on the main landing page for people that are coming and found you on the, po on yes. the podcast. And the moment you click on it, on your the uh, when you're grabbing all these new contacts and new leads, they get segmented on it's a hotspot you're uh, using or Mailchimp, so they won't get everything or something that you've never heard about. Like if I found them on podcast. I did not see the latest YouTube hit that they created. So what the hell are you talking to me about in this email? Yeah. You really have to segment it. Why are you there? And people are very clear about it. They're like, do you want to learn everything? Do you want to just learn the, the sound bites? So um, give people options. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. I love it. And I, we have a few minutes, like five more minutes. <laughs> But and I, I would love to dig a little bit about this and about seg segmentation, right? Because it is so important. And actually, I feel like you might be one of the first one that is bringing this up in the podcast after 140 episodes, right? It is so, so important to stay relevant in that conversation. Exclusive. <laughs> stay relevant in that conversation with the, your audience, right? Because you want to meet them where they are at, right? At that moment is 
you cannot go five steps ahead or, or 10 steps behind them because then they're going to be confused and then they're just going to disconnect from your journey. So I'm extremely excited because I know you've had probably a lot of experience in the companies that you work with uh, segmentating people and audiences. So I'm curious, what is the importance of it? We kind of touched on that. And then what are some of the best practices when it, when it comes to, let's say, your own platform, social media, and maybe email marketing? So um, thank you so much. I'm going to answer that with an example from Vayner. Um, at Vayner Speakers, it's a speaking bureau that represents a multiple of like amazing speakers, right? But you may have reached us to the company because you want to learn about Gary or you want to learn about Jesse Itzler or Ryan Holiday and so forth. So depending on who brought you into the company, who was the referral, who were you asking about, what type of event you're asking about, we have paired you with the newsletter that's going to take you not only to that speaker, but what that speaker brings. Because we know that this speaker stands for these subcategories. So if you didn't ask for um, um, oh, the president of Micmac, Rachel Tipograph, but you did ask for uh, John Henry, I will know that this newsletter will be relevant to you. So that's when I'm thinking about segmentation. That one was really easy because the company was already dividing for you. Let's talk about the one that I'm working on right now. Invisibly, we have different products that we're talking about. So I know that one of them is only relevant to you and you do not care about this. So benefit for you to having the audience segmentated. First of all, the audience is getting what they want. They are opening that email because then your click-through rate, your open rate will actually stay good and positive. Yeah. You can also see less people dropping out of your conversation. And the more they're listening to you, the more they're becoming loyal uh, followers and the more they're closer to that part of the funnel where not only will they be um, um, buying your product, depending on what your product is, or telling someone else about it. They love you so much that they are the people that are actually bragging about you. Yeah. So best practices is really identify who you are and what are your products. If you have, if you're talking about a personal branding, break me, I don't have products, but maybe my product is like, this person got to my site because they really like the resume and they like the resume because they wanted to build something with graphic design or they really like is more like, oh, my God, she's bilingual. Maybe she has some talking points of how to engage in interviews in Spanglish bilingual only. So know really what you stand for and you do your own segmentation. These are the different reasons why possibly and this is a hypothesis and then you test out that hypothesis and see like if people are still engaging with us, you still can tell them, by the way, there's another topic where other people are looking at me, maybe yeah. they will click on it or they just stay in their own lane and it's just like, you know, no, I, I don't really care that you're bilingual, I'll just stay here. Yeah. Um, that That is so important. I, I, I want to add a little bit here is maybe like a word of caution, right? Because you come from the Vayner world, right? And and Invisibly, which you guys have big teams that help you execute on all these segmentations, different messages as well, maybe, right? I'm sorry, uh, the Vayner was me. Uh, there we go. So, okay. I was a one-person show. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> then maybe this does not apply, but I just want to pretty much, I want to point out the value of focusing, right? Because... When we started, we were all over the place and we offered so many different things. And we, were at, we weren't actually a business at that point. We were just freelancers, right? Because we had so many issues that we wanted to solve, so we couldn't focus in one message. And that goes back to your three different brands that are very, very spe specific, very segmented. And the message is individual for that. Yes, that is a lot of work. But for those that have 
one brand, right? For example, us, Biz Bros, we only offer one service. So now our, our message, I feel like it could be segmented itself, right? We just started the 45 Live about two weeks ago. So now we need to create a segmentation for that, right? You have three as far as I know. Keep going. <laughs> so 45 Live and our main service right here. So these are two. What is it? Three or personal one? Two. Ex okay. You. So our personal I one. I know more about who you guys are. How do you bring to the table if yeah. the one that only tells you about the group tells you one thing and everything that's there. The other one is the services and the clients that you want. And the other one is like, who are Liz? I'm now following them. How can I reach them? Do they have a personal account or is it only their uh, professional account? Because you know what? I want to know what you did when you went to the snow. Maybe he has actually <laughs> has a public social media platform that I can now be a follower of them personally that yeah. actually makes me trust your per your corporate brand even more. So as far as I know, at least you have three. Love it. And also, I mean, that is extremely valuable, right? It, give, it gives us clarity. But at the same time, what I wanted to say is for individual entrepreneurs, they need to focus, right? It, it is very, very important. So the more segmentations we create within our business is going to divert our attention and probably make us less effective, right? So I just wanted a word of caution for people to bring it close, right? We have, if you have three, make sure you have the capacity to execute on all those three segmentations, right? I think, and we, if could, not, I think we could potentially do, Andrea, I'm just going to send an invitation out there for a part <laughs> two of Content yes. Profit because this topic is fascinating. So, mm -hmm. I, and, and I love especially like all the, the experience that, that you bring. And it's something that, after, like Fonsi said, after a hundred and something episodes, we haven't been able to like chat about. So open invitation if you want to talk segmentation <laughs> on or everything else. I know I uh, I've heard some Slack notifications, so that's probably the team like Andrea, come back to us. I just want to ask you <laughs> the last question, the last question of the show, and uh, I just want to say thank you again for your time yes. and the lessons shared here. It's where would you be if you did not publish? Where would it be if I didn't publish or if I wasn't in marketing? What do you mean? If you didn't, if, if you didn't create. The, yeah, publish. The publish you your platforms, the content that you've started to develop with your personal brands. I actually asked myself a lot. I think uh, I'm, we're in the world of like, what if I hadn't done this? What if I hadn't done like that? I probably would just, if I was born, let's say in an era, era where it's, you know, you wouldn't talk about yourself, to be honest, I'm extremely an introvert. This, what you see <laughs> took tons of practice of me, like sweating and crying <laughs> almost like it pushed to the brink. So This is just being pushed of what I needed to do to actually push my professional life forward. The many of those personal brands you saw were just for me to get in front of someone specific. And then I was done. I was really a means to an end to get to my main goal. So what would I be doing? I would probably just be traveling and not telling anybody about it. <laughs> But just enjoying it and, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I really... <laughs> I relate so much to the sweatiness, let me tell you. <laughs> the sweaty. Yeah. Plus, you get sweaty pits. I get it, sweaty it pits every, every time <laughs> I come in here and I get nervous. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. sweaty pits. But yeah, thank you for sharing. Yeah. That, that is so. I, we The reason we ask that question, we always say uh, selfishly is for us to keep us moving forward, get inspired, right? But also, it paints a picture for the audience of take action, right? Full circle, going back to the beginning. You need to take action, not just sit down and learn things. 
take action is the best way yeah. to actually learn and move forward. Andrea, where? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I always ask myself on the take action thing is every time I'm waiting for someone else so I can take to the third step, I always say like, okay, imagine they said yes, and I can continue moving forward. <laughs> so in other words, I'm pushing myself to the most I can actually do no excuses until I have to stop. And the reality when you do that, you never have to stop because someone on YouTube already created a how-to about it. Yep. So you can continue to get to where you wanted to get to. Ah, I love awesome. that line. Thank Imagine you. if they say yes. Go ahead, it. Golden Boulder. No, it's not. That one, bam. Okay, Andrea, where can where can people find you? Where can people connect with you? Learn more about you? Connect with you with your teams? So, um, uh, to connect with me personally, I have a lot of social media platforms, but I really uh, encourage you guys, Spanish speakers, English speakers, to go to LinkedIn. I'm on that baby 24-7. I love, that's my favorite platform. Please don't hate me. Um, uh, you can definitely DM me on any Instagram account, which is the Clever Tra Traveler, Yacht Dame, Yacht Fum. I'm also behind on our company uh, page that is Invisibly. If you guys are really concerned and you watch the movie Social Dilemma about, oh my God, all these platforms are tracking. They know every move. Amazon, for some reason, knows what I'm going to buy before I buy it. Go to invisibly.com. Even today, we launched our first people uh, Google Chrome extension. So it's super exciting. Let's go. That's awesome. Congrats. Congrats. Yeah. So follow invisibly.com so you can take back control online. That's awesome. Guys, That's go right now. What are you waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you are listening to the podcast, just scroll down. All the links are going to be right there. Connect with Andrea. Connect with Invisibly. Yeah. This is good. this has been amazing, Andrea. Thank I, you so much. I definitely much. encourage you guys to connect with Andrea in LinkedIn. She answers so quickly. <laughs> I was like, wow. It's like so fast. Like when I reach out to you, I was like, wow, that is pretty impressive. Like barely, anybody, barely anybody answers. If me. your LinkedIn profile like explodes and you know, it's because of the show, obviously, clearly. And uh, I yeah. wouldn't think anything else. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, that interview on Univision has nothing on you guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we didn't touch on we that. Didn't right? talk about, oh, okay. Geez. Part two coming soon. Just saying for the audience, let us know. You enjoyed this episode? Probably yes. If you did enjoy it, <laughs> Send us a DM and uh, we'll show that to Andrea to book her a second time. All right. With that said, thank you so much for tuning <laughs> into Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at BaseRoseCo. That is right. And if you find this episode impactful and Andrea has inspired you to take action, please don't forget to share this episode and, and leave a five-star review. Thank you. Bye, guys. <laughs>